Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, today we have an old friend of Sabsa's, but especially of yours, and John Pendleton. If you would introduce John. John and I met a couple decades ago now. He has a family of eight kids, and I've had the privilege of meeting all of them and most of their spouses and some of their children, some of John and Eileen's grandchildren, over the past several years that we've known each other. John, you've been in ministry for 35 years or thereabouts, is that right? Right, 36 years we've been here in central Mexico. Okay, and you started your ministry years ago in 1974 with a blue Ford bus. And how many gallons to the mile? I mean, miles to the gallon did you get with that? Depending on if we're going uphill or downhill, if we're loaded or not loaded, between four to five miles per gallon. <laughs> yikes, yikes. That's why you settled in Zacatecas and not moving so much now. Is that right? Yeah, right, right. So you've planted some churches? It was a former U.S. school bus. A friend of ours had bought it in. Michigan. He lived in an area that had, they had a lot of furniture factories, and they threw away all kinds of wood. That just the least little ding or whatever, they it was not worthy. But he was able to get that free out of the dumpster. And he, he he's a carpenter. I'm not a carpenter. I'm a mechanic. But he reworked the whole thing with a gas stove, a kitchen table, a trundle beds, a small bathroom with just a sink and a toilet. And he used it for a while trying preaching to small towns out in northwestern, north central United States. And then he sold it to me and I redid it because I had eight kids, whereas he had only had five. And so uh, only. <laughs> for us, uh, really good for the years until we sold it here in Mexico. No, we sold it. I, actually, I sold it in Mexico right at the border after I canceled its importation papers. Okay, so what are you doing now, John? I understand you're looking for something like the Big Bird? What's that all about? <laughs> yes. Real quick history how I got into this. Around the year 2000, a friend of mine, maybe you've heard of him, Ian Juby, of Canada. Brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. Very brilliant man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he has never seen pterodactyls in Mexico. Uh, he sent me a picture, which afterwards we knew had been photoshopped. It looked like a person holding a bat, but had a long beak. Uh, not a simple sort of pug nose a bat would have. Anyway, I said, well, I have my Huichol friend. Huichol is uh, one of the many indigenous people groups that Mexico has. And he's a Christian. And, and the next day he comes to my house. I said, sit down here. I said, you want a cup of coffee, glass of water? He said, no, just wait here. So I went to my computer real quick. This was in the year about 2000, and I got a number of different sketches of pterodactyls. And I printed them out. I had six on each side of the page, and I said, have you ever seen these? And he went down the first page. No, 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 no. Flip the page over. No. Oh, yeah, this one I've seen. I mean, if I say to one of you gentlemen, do you know what a German shepherd is? Oh, yeah, my neighbor's got one. I mean, it was just that natural. He said, oh, yeah, I've seen this. I said, really? I said, when? He said, well, when I was about 14, he was uh, 40-some years old at the time 
of this incident. So I was a teenager, about 14. They were attacking our people, our animals, and finally, the leaders of their community, that's the way they refer to themselves, said, that's it. And so they went to the different caves that were relatively near to the village, started fires in the mouth of the caves, the smoke went inside, these creatures came out big and small, this is the way he told me, and they killed them all. I said, they killed them all? Yeah, they killed them all. I said, have you seen them since then? Not since, since then, I haven't seen them. <laughs> I said, oh, you're kidding. And so that was my start of knowing that there's some kind of remnant uh, pterosaur, pterodactyls here it's still in Mexico, and began getting testimonies of village by less than three hours drive here from where I live. What about this lady that you said that her child was looking at a book at your house? What about that? Yes, when I worked as the Spanish link for the Back to Genesis programs from, and so the book is entitled Pterosaurs. It's a larger book, very well illustrated, both with photographs as well as drawing sketches of all kinds of fossils and then makeups of what it would have looked like if it was still alive today. And all different kinds of they classified. Anyway, this, uh, our cleaning lady had come and her daughter, seven years old, I gave her the book to look at. Well, the configuration of our house at that time had a small kitchen, and anyway, I was preparing myself a coffee at a surface area that overlooked the dining area where this girl was. Well, her mother, the cleaning lady, came and stood next to me and just happened to glance over, it wasn't that far away, to where her daughter was and saw one of the pictures on the pages. Oh, they see those in the village that I'm from. And that was the whole start of this. And I said, well, you've got to take us out there that we can talk to people. The lady herself, she'd never seen them, but they made comments to her. And so with her and from time to time other people, my secretary, a man and I would go out and we talked to people. And then uh, one time we were going to go and the lady said, well, would you mind if my sister-in-law would come along? Oh, that'd be fine. Come along. Almost jokingly, I said to the sister-in-law, I said, so what do you know about the big bird? That's the way we refer to it because it's the only thing that makes kind of sense. That's the way people talk about it. They don't give it a specific name, but just the big bird. And she says, well, in 2006, it almost carried me off. This was in 2007. I said, really? She says, yeah, I was visiting my parents in the village, got up early in the morning to take care of some personal need, and she unfastened the barbed wire fence, relieved herself, came back, is fastening the barbed wire fence. Her back is directly to the east, and the sun was just coming up, and this big shadow went zoom right underneath her. The next thing she knew, to back on her left, in these kind of spindly pine trees, some, I don't know, 12 feet tall, she hears a flapping of wings, turns around to see this thing flying right at her. Well, she was kind of crouched down anyway, so she crouched down more to avoid being grabbed, and this thing went gliding over into the neighboring lot, which was unoccupied. And so she got a really good look at this thing, and when we video interview, I said to her, well, how big was it? Well, she stretched out her arms, and they say that basically a person, as far as you can stretch your arms, is normally, roughly, more or less how tall you are. So I'm almost six foot, so I stretch out my arms. She says, no, it was at least another three or four feet bigger wingspan. I said, well, what did it look like? She said, it looked like the cover of your book of pterosaurs. 
And to me, that's one of the most amazing testimonies that we've had of the many that we've had, because it was just a really close call, to say the least. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We're talking today with John Pendleton, creation evangelist to Central America, who had a bachelor's degree in chemistry after he's talking about capturing Big Bird. We didn't want you to miss the fact that this guy is credentialed. done more than just collect stories, John. You've been active in trying to set up a way, possibly capturing one of these things. What have you done? Well, I only am allowed to couple months into this, I started a GoFundMe in which I give about a 12-minute explanation of the different sightings that I've gotten testimonies of people in Mexico and predominantly in this part of central Mexico where I live. And then one of the significant things is these sightings have become so frequent in the area where I live, there's a form of irrigation for the fields is a little different than y'all know in the United States in that there's a central well and the well, the pump runs, but the area that you're at, there's a, a channel, a small channel that runs past that you have 24 hours to get all the water you can for your fields and that's it for another week. And anyway, there's a special system they have of curved big PVC pipes that work like siphons begin to fill in your ruts there, in, uh, your rows in your field. And it, it's too much work for one person. And so uh, a landowner will normally get other people to come and help them. And you have to work, you know, 24 hours. And so oftentimes they're working there through the night into the early morning. And there have been so many sightings at these times in the fields that there are some some men that will not go to work in certain areas, some won't go do that kind of work at all. And so our goal is, is that since the sightings are so many, I have not seen the big bird, I don't have a photo yet, but I have plenty of people seeing them all kinds of different situations. And so we have some footprints that were made about three years ago when it was real rainy season. Somebody saw the bird jump out of a tree and the ground was very soft and made these plaster casts of it. Plus, we've been able to get, at least on more than one occasion, some scat, which is the animal's number two. It was tested by the biology department here where I live, and they only could compare the DNA on this scat with coyotes, and they said, well, it wasn't a coyote. Well, I could have told them that. uh, But anyway, so we have evidence that the the goal is to build a a fenced-in area, approximately 10 feet high fence, Posts, cement uh, holdings, about 33 feet wide by 66 feet long. And then we'd have four types of bait. We'd have two small sheep, two small goats, two small pigs, uh, lots of uh, fish skin and guts that I can get from a local large fish market. We have a bucket of blood from a pig, which I get from a local uh, slaughterhouse. And also I would have eucalyptus leaves as well as eucalyptus oil. The, I don't remember how you pronounce it, the Montreux company that has game cameras, I've bought from them for since 2007. They have a new model out that uh, connects to my Wi-Fi and through Wi-Fi to my cell phone and so we'd have six of these cameras there and with an effort ever 
to draw this thing in. I have a local gunsmith, which well, as far as I know, is the only one in the city because guns are very restricted here as far as, I mean, there is a certain people are able to have one personally, but there's extreme government regulation. Anyway, yeah. this guy, he knows some people that has a gun that shoots a dart type uh, syringe that could shoot into this animal a type of uh, anesthesia or a tranquilizer. Okay, John, we're going to have to close. If you were able to find this thing, it would really impact society into finding out that our whole world view in terms of the extinction of dinosaurs and pterosaurs and things of that nature needs to be reexamined. And we thank you for that. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.